Welcome to the SDR Disco Call vidcast and podcast, a show designed for brand new sales reps working in the world of tech sales. I'm your host, Neil Buyan, and I'm going to be taking you on a journey on the SDR Disco Call vidcast and podcast. Did you know that you can watch this show live with the guests on YouTube? This show is available on YouTube at happyselling.io. Hello listeners and watchers, welcome to another episode of the SDR Disco Call podcast and I really appreciate you joining us on our journey today. So with a guest that we've got up, this is somebody that I met before they got into tech sales where they came to me to ask for some words of wisdom. We connected and I was really happy and impressed to see that this person has flourished since and we've stayed good friends to the point where I thought actually I was planting a seed because if I could get him into tech sales and maybe I could bring him on the show and hey presto, here we are. I would love to introduce Amir. Amir, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited, Nate. And I'm excited as well, sir. Uh, we love video and especially you in the company that you work at. But Amir, <laughs> for the listeners and watchers uh, on this episode today, could you tell us who are you? Where are you based in the world? What do you do? And what does that company you work for do? Absolutely. Well, my name is Amir and I'm based in Paris right now. So uh, I'm working in a, a SaaS company, which is called Easy Movie. And uh, we are a SaaS platform helping uh, tech companies right now in the market to have better engagement with the prospect and clients and to have video during the whole sales cycle. So that's basically what I'm doing right now. Absolutely love that, my dude. And as most of the watchers out there and listeners, I'm a big fan when it comes to video prospecting. So in the world of video, and we have a video show, it makes me equally Absolutely. happy to hear that's where you landed. So bon très bien. Uh, and also, <laughs> you know, outs- <laughs> and so outside of like tech and sales and SDRing, what do you normally get up to, Amir? What's, what's mm. Amir all about? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, my background is coming from, you know, English studies, literature, civilization. So basically, I love reading and writing. I'm highly passionate about writing. And I do mostly long walks uh, when I'm free because it lets me actually think and reorganize my thoughts. And I do running mostly pretty much not every morning, but every other days. And I also do some exercises at the gym. And uh, before I used to play volleyball, but right now it's a bit busy. So I would love to do that, but I don't have that much time for it. I hear you, my man. Thank you so much for sharing. So we've got an Alexander, the great man, building out civilizations in his running and perhaps getting down to volleyball. I love that, dude. (laughs) Um, So also a reminder for the guests. Firstly, thank you for joining uh, and watching and listening to this episode. If you're listening to this in your local podcast platform, it would be really great if you could please like and give some feedback and stars to this show so that we can get known to more ears out there. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, I'd really appreciate if you could please like comment and subscribe and for both listeners and watchers there will be a link to army's linkedin profile so if you want to connect with army after this show feel free to do so but talking about linkedin uh, for the watchers out there as you know we are able to screen share and have a check out on army's linkedin to kind of figure out you know his journey and his path 
So Ami, you've had quite, I would say, an extensive career up until being like an SDR. And I think this is something I noted um, when I originally connected with you and you're looking to kind of get into tech sales, right? So like when we're looking at your LinkedIn profile and before we connected on the call, I was just like, all right, where has this guy come from and kind of what's the angle? Why is he coming to me? But what I could see is that you were an international sales manager uh, with Iron Bitumen Co. Uh, you were a co-founder of Born Coffee. So you had your own you know, project. And I really loved where you put, I tried, it failed, I learned. And I love that. We never yeah. lose. Yeah. We either win or learn, as you know. Uh, you were a BD at TSSE. Uh, you was a business development manager. You was also an English tutor uh, in education. Another startup co-founder. Uh, territory sales executive, member at uh, Rev Genius and Pavilion, uh, and obviously now being an SDR for the last eight months at Easy Movie. So I was, yeah. as a founder myself in my own startup, I was really intrigued to figure out why does this guy want to talk to me? Um, but what I'd love to know, Amir, for the listeners and watchers out there, in your own words, could you walk us through that journey of, you know, coming from that sales background, being like a co-founder in your own startups and kind of ending down into this SDR role where, you know, you're enjoying the world of video prospecting. Absolutely. Well, I can divide my journey into two parts. The first one would go back to where I'm coming from, Iran. And the second one would be the transition that I had into France, Paris in 2018. So those are two different worlds for me. Uh, getting back to uh, when I was in Iran, so uh, I started doing, uh, because, you know, at that time, uh, in 2010-2009, uh, thanks to my mom that every summer that every kid was playing outside, my mom actually used to push us into English classes. So. When we grew up and we were teenagers, we had you know, good capabilities of speaking English, which was not that much common back in time in Iran. So thanks to that English knowledge, we were able to get ourselves, um, and when I'm saying we, because I'm talking about me, myself, and my two twin brothers. So we were doing the whole thing together uh, when we were living in Iran. Uh, so I got to the uh, Bitman company that was in the oil industry and the company wanted to expand the market because everything was being done traditionally, you know, in-person meetings with the traditional old clients. So they wanted to expand the market. They needed someone who was able to speak English. In the three yeah. years that I was there, I learned a lot about sales. That was my somehow the first time doing okay. that. So that was a huge university for me. I am kind of a person that always think out of the box and I'm highly ambitious. Uh, I want to test and try every new thing that I have in mind. And I had a very cool passion about, you know, coffee business, coffee shops. That was a great industry. The revenue was great. I was seeing huge opportunities. And I, so, as someone who loved to actually spend time reading, writing, the coffee, shops were the best places for you. Uh, so I said to myself, why not? So I started doing my own business, starting that startup of the coffee shop. And I put great amount of energy and effort into that business, regardless of the money that I spent. But that was a definite failure. I lost everything. I'm proud of that because I gained 
many things yeah. that I could never have gained, you know, uh, in any other experiences uh, of my life. And if, if it's right to pause you there, so first off, yeah. like a big shout to your mother for like pushing you into those uh, English lessons to like Absolutely. help out with language schools, right? Uh, our places at our mother's feet after God, right? That's kind of what I believe. And yeah. where you said like you were somebody that always thought out of the box, you know, you was ambitious. Um, and then obviously like launching your own coffee and your passion uh, of coffee, right? And where you said the revenue was great. And then you said, well, it didn't really work out. How did that affect your ambition and your hunger? Like, what was going through your mind when, when that happened, Armin? Mm. First of all, I was really disappointed about myself, of myself, because uh, I was seeing myself as a definite failure at the time. Uh, because I was in the business with two partners that I had. They were my best friends, my you know close friends for almost twelve years, and I lost the business. I lost them as well at the same time, and. Uh, because so many things, you know, were having a, a kind of interaction with each other to lead that kind of business into failure. I learned many things. You know, after that, I had a very bad time for like three months because I needed to pull myself together again, to trust myself again. And that was not that much easy. Because, you know, as a business owner, when you fail, uh, not only in the eyes of yourself, but in the eyes of your, you know, your families, your friends, it's not a good sign. Uh, it takes time for you to be able to gain the trust of your close friends, of your, you know, family, even family and yourself. I used to be a very great self-destructor for myself. Oh God. Mm. I didn't know, I didn't need any enemy. So I could have, you know, distract myself as easy as possible. So I must have was my own uh, my own worst enemy because I was I was hitting myself badly. But after like six months, I started to detach myself from those results and see the whole picture from another perspective, as a third person, mm. uh, to see where did that go wrong, what did I do wrong, what did the others did wrong, and. I gained so many great lessons out of that. So I had lost the money. I had to regain it. That was why I started actually getting uh, into sales again. And I was doing the teaching job at the same time. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no, it's just, it, it's, it's beautiful to hear. Like, you know, um, when you can become so passionate and wanting to launch something and then going through that, you know, in essence, it is a failure. Like, th I don't see things as a failure. I just see things didn't pan out the way that we expected them to do so, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, that feeling of, all right, to an extent, shame of, okay, I told all my friends and family I'm doing this. It didn't really work out. And then you kind of beat yourself up about it. Uh, but then you took time to, you know, take a step back, zoom out, look at the bigger picture. And then within those things, find those lessons. So as I've mentioned on this show many a time, like we never lose, we either win or learn. And I went Absolutely. through the same experience. I think um, I think it was about two years back, almost about a year. I always had this vision of wanting to make Happy Selling a subscription business, right? That was my ultimate yeah. goal. And what I had done is I had an e-learning platform where I digitized everything that I do, like through normal training, as the watchers can see, that's my studio. Um, and I found a client that was willing to be a pilot and I remember like telling my parents about this and my friends like, yeah, Neil's finally going into the subscription thing. Woo! I'm in the subscription economy. And we signed the client. They, you know, paid their fee. 
rather than going for a 12 month, we agreed to kind of go on like a seven month contract, which is an odd number for a subscription, but it was a pilot because the idea was if we can get through those seven months, then at the end of it, we'll renew and go on to a further subscription. The reality was the adoption wasn't there. The end users didn't really see the value in their platform and it came close to that renewal and I was like sweating a lot. And then, you know, every time people are asking me, like, oh, how's this subscription thing going? And I'm like, mm, yeah, let's not talk about that. And the learning for me was that I tried to force upon an idea on a client that was not a fit. And it's something that I've always trained salespeople not to do, but I did it myself because of my ego and because of wanting to do it. And when it failed, which it did, uh, the key learning was that don't target people that weren't an ICP for the tech and thing that you're trying to sell. And don't try and force something through just because you wanted to get there on your own, you know, selfish goals. However, it's been two years and that platform still exists and nobody's using it. But I was having a chat the other day with another company where I said, look, I had this thing that didn't really work. And we they asked me to show them it. And now they've said, maybe we could use it. What do you think? And I was like, okay. So there is a potential for that thing to still come through, but I've learned everything that went wrong. And now I know what not to do if I do move forward with this client. So it's taken that time to reflect. And again, you never lose, you either win or learn. So it's great to hear that you was able to go through that journey. And as you said, it then kind of pushed you into the next direction, which sorry for interrupting, but please do Um, continue. Oh, uh, that was great hearing your story as well. Um, Yeah, as I mentioned after that, so I started regaining that, you know, lost money. Uh, and that was not all about money. I wanted to regain my, you know, uh, self-confidence again after that. So I started doing the sales again in SaaS and, you know, another vertical, which was, you know, pharmaceutical industry. At the same time, I was teaching English because uh, that was what I was studying. I was studying English literature for master's degree and bachelor's degree as well. And uh, what that was funny, because again, for teaching, I was doing that differently. I was not having, you know, public classes, I was having private classes. And I had a mindset that if I'm teaching someone, uh, he needs, he or she needs to be able to teach it to another person as well. So after a period of time, I was done with the whole thing. You don't need to actually keep going with me because you have everything that you need. And uh, when I was thinking about that, it was kind of selling. I was selling the same Mm -hmm. thing that everyone else was doing out there. But what was different about me? that I was able to sell a specifically super personalized to my, to every individual, you know, human being, uh, which was super important because at the same time you were doing the prospecting, you were doing, you know, the wholesale cycle and you yeah. were doing the customer success and support at the same time. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the students were the client, you were selling the information. And um, yeah, uh, so at the same time I was in, because, uh, well, at that time, having one job was not enough. So I had to do like two at the same time. Ooh. Uh, so just on that, like where you said, so it's great to hear that you was like a teacher and I can totally relate to being like a sales teacher coaching and you're running the prospecting. So I have to look for happy selling clients. I have to be the account executive and then close the deal. Then I have to be the actual customer success manager of delivering the end user training And then I have to try and retain those clients with homework and catch-ups and debriefing calls and all of that. But you said something very interesting at the end of that, which was that was not enough and I needed to get another job. And I've gone through that, but I'd want to hear like, why was that not enough for you, Amir? Yeah, that might be interesting that, you know, that 10 or 12 years of experience of teaching 
was as a uh, somehow I'm not saying the part-time job, but I was having two jobs at the same time. Teaching was always there, always, no matter what. Uh, but I was doing uh, you know other jobs at the same time because uh, the situation, the economical situation at the time was not good, so I had to do that. And uh, no matter what that job was going to be, uh, no matter because you know you don't have that much option. If there is something available, you need to go for it. You can't say, I don't like it. I'm going to go for another thing because you're not having that much you know, opportunities. And as you have in here or as you may have right now uh, back in the country. So uh, I had to do that. And I'm super proud of that because, you know, it made me a real hustler. Uh, I was not, I was never, you know, satisfied. I was looking for more every every time. And you know, there is a mindset that I have. I didn't read it anywhere. No one taught me that. The, but life, life taught me in the you know hardest way possible. And that is back against the wall. So when you have your back against the wall, uh, there is no other option for you. Uh, mm. There's no, uh, you know, no entry unless you create a window, a door for yourself through that <laughs> wall. Yeah, and that was what actually I used. I had to do. I'm doing right now somehow. The situation is not similar again, you know, uh, right now. But I'm having that mindset, even if on my daily basis, you know, job that I'm doing at the as a SCR, I'm having that mindset, and that's something that I can leverage and hit my quota make it two or three times more you know per quarter per month and i'm really happy about that but longest story short 2018 i decided to have a transition in france why france why that time you may ask well uh because before me my two brothers already left the country one of them came to france the other went to the us I couldn't do that at that time because I was the only one with my parents and I couldn't leave them behind. So uh, I decided to stay uh, when for the for when the time is uh, good and um, 2018 was the time. I came here and wow, I knew how to dance, but the dancing stage was holy shit totally different <laughs> uh, teach me how you know, to doggies army like what what happened <laughs> tell me about your dance dude yeah yeah uh you know that's a kind of analogy that's right i'm using uh, uh i was doing fells before uh coming to france so i wanted to join again to the you know sales market do that again i didn't want to be to continue teaching because that was not my thing i had to i had to Actually, I studied that somehow back in time. Uh, but, you know, as the time went by, I started loving that. But I was not seeing myself as a teacher for the rest of my life. Uh, that was not my ambitions. Uh, you know, that was not my, you know, long-term goal. Uh, so I came here with a student visa and I started to learn, to learn French. I went to Sorbonne University. Then for Staying in here, I needed to actually renovate my student visa with another, you know, uh, educational degree. I wanted to do MBA, but 
I couldn't. Why? Because every university was saying that my educational background is totally not related to, you know, business studies or MBA. So mm. all they were saying to me was that you're not a good fit. Even if I was having, you know, the good background, always having the interviews, the second round, the third round with them, but the final response was not a positive one for me because I was lacking the education background. Remember the mindset of back against the wall? Yep. And yep. If you got that, window? we need to build that window, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I said, why should I do that? Let's do it the other way around. I started to uh, learn it from the other platforms. I joined RevGenius for that to make yep. connection with the community. I went to Pavilion and I started to paint for that community, which is the top notch, the best one possible. And uh, I got to my LinkedIn. I actually uh, deconnect, no, oh, how do we say? Uh, I removed all the connections that I had because they were not relevant. And I started from two connections and I started adding people that I could learn from, including you. And mm -hmm. uh, it took me a long time. I'm not hiding that. It was not easy for someone like me. Uh, as I said, I thought, no, I, I can't say that I thought. Uh, I was considering myself as someone who was capable to, to uh, you know, to dance because I used to dance before coming to France, but I was not able to dance on a stage that is made from ice with bare foot. I needed to have <laughs> the equipment. I needed to have the ice skating. I didn't have them. I was totally blind. And as the time, you know, was going by and rejection after rejection, failure after failure. I was getting to the point that I was when I failed uh, for the first startup that I had. And um, what was the takeaway for me? I need to again step out, go back and be a third person for this story. See the whole thing from the third person point of view so that I have a better angle. Um, I, I, I and I, and yep. I love that army because the way like visually in my head, like what I'm hearing is, you know, like you came to this new land and you wanted to go study and get this MBA. You approached this, you know, institution, which then said to you that you're not a fit. In essence, what they had done is they then built a wall in front of you. And you then said to yourself, I don't like this wall. And to your point, you take a step back, you look at the bigger picture and then you say, I'm going to build a window. And your window was basically a digital window on LinkedIn where you remove unrelevant connections. And then you start building piece brick by brick, the new wall. And then you're figuring out how your window is going to look in that. Um, and then, you know, you're trying to fit through that window and it's still not fitting. So now you're trying to take an objective look at this. So rather than being subjective, you put yourself yeah. into a third person narrative. And here's the thing. Um, a lot of people complain to me that I talk in the third person a hell of a lot. However, what I found out in terms of having um, emotional intelligence, being able to put your third per yourself in a third person perspective helps you take a step back, look at it objectively, and then figure out a strategy to move forward. It's actually a big trait in a lot of founders. Um, so being able to do that really impresses me. And as you said, you're now looking to other people's windows. Hi, Neil Buyan, want to connect with you. <laughs> and saying, I oh, can I have a chat with you outside your window, but please, please continue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that was a good point. 
And then the thing was that it wasn't enough because I was doing, well, I wanted to get into sales, but because of the, you know, different roles that I had back in time, you know, in Iran, when I was doing sales, I was doing the whole sales cycle. There was not, you know, a dedicated SDR, dedicated AE, dedicated CSM, you know. No, I was in the whole thing. Uh, so in here, everything was different. Every, everything was segmented, you know, super spe specialized. And uh, I was going after AE roles. I was going after SDR roles. I was going after, you know, key account management roles or even, you know, the CSM. Tons of rejections. Holy shit, what's going on? And... That was when uh, I decided that uh, it's not working. What was what I was doing back in time was that I was doing a pure cold generic outreach, as if, for example, I was doing you know mass campaign of emails with the super generic you know content for any ICP out there in the market. Obviously, that won't work. Zero results. Zero open and reply rate. Uh, again, I stepped back and I decided to be high, hyper selective. I created my own funnel of companies that I want to work for. I told to myself, I need to learn a lot more than this. So I decided to reach out to different people to ask for any possible feedback. I was lucky enough to have you and uh, to have your insight because, uh, Nate, without any doubts you were among the you know handful of people that gave me the torch when i was super blind and everywhere was super dark for me i couldn't i couldn't see anything i was just trying to actually uh how do we say it in english to get any rope possible you know around myself while i was blind because I couldn't see anything. And you were among the ones that gave me that torch. And I'm, you know, for the rest of my life, I would have you in mind, no matter where I'm going, no matter where you are going. And that's something for sure. Thank you, dude. So, I, re I really, really do appreciate you. And like for the listeners and watchers, like this could get emotional, dude. But like I was so pleasantly surprised when I came off the back of the call with yourself. Um, and like hearing this in like in reflection, like where you told me at the beginning of the show, like you're somebody that loves like reading up on civilizations. What you're doing is becoming an Alexander the Great of yourself and you are building a new civilization of a new world and building these walls and these windows and opening these new doors and always taking a step back and looking at like the civilization that you've created and thinking, how can you better it? And when we connected, I remember the pertinent question that you asked me was, why are you doing this? Like, why are you helping me? What do you get out of this? Yes. And I was like, because I've been that dude that had no idea and figured it out. And it's the same way that I, I said to you, like, I don't want anything. I don't want money. I don't want like recognition. All I want you to do is to pay it forward. And the reason I want to put, touch up on this topic, I recently had a CEO that I worked with in a previous company reach out to me and saying, hey, Neil, uh, my little brother is about to start this SDR career and you're the first person that came to mind, would you mind giving him some time just to have some advice? He's got some questions for you. I said, yeah, book it in. He's family. We're family, right? Had a chat with this guy, came off the back of it. He was ecstatic. And then that CEO reached back out to me and said, Neil, thank you so much. Can you tell me how I can repay the favor? And I said to him, nothing is needed from my side. 
but the next co-founder that needs help or advice or that next person with your same name, I want you to pay it forward to them. That's all I ask, right? And it's the same way with you, Ami. The message that I put to you is like pay it forward like with anybody. And I think you have an SDR at Easy Movie where you know you help her out and you give her advice and you point at her in my direction as well. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. how you pay it forward. And for anybody watching this show, if you can help pay us forward by sharing this video on your local YouTube or share it on your podcast platform so we can get Ami's message out, that's how you can help us pay it forward. But Ami, again, Love please you. continue, my man. Love you. Thank you. Thank you, Nate. Uh, yeah, uh, so I decided to have my own funnel to be highly selective, to be hyper-personalized for the companies that I'm reaching out to. And I started to stand out. Uh, I was quite surprised, you know, about the results. The first thing that I used to do, I started doing was that I was in the whole recap and thank you emails after every round of interviews through video. At that time, I was using Loom, and that was really time-consuming for me. Uh, to do a two minutes video, it used to take uh, at least one hour, four to five minutes. Yeah. But I had to do that because that was something that uh, could make me not a white circle in the you know ocean of white circles. Uh, and what was the best part for me during that time? You know, I was in uh, the interviews with Easy Movie. I really love the product. I love video, and I'm kind of person that is addicted to TV shows, so I watch everything. <laughs> yeah, and and so that was something that I really wanted to do. Uh, I loved uh, the uh, solution, and I highly believed on it. At the same time, I was having some conversations with other companies, and one of them was a very tough one. And I was able to get into the you know uh, two finalists out of two hundred and fifty candidates, and wow. that was that was the one of the best moments for me. And well, I was happy enough to actually receive the offer from uh, Easy Movie. Uh, great culture, super friendly, you know, management CEO. Oh, I can't even, you know, uh, uh, I can't even consider where I can start from. Uh, and since then, I came to the company as a definite student who wants to learn everything from scratch. I put everything that I used to have, the knowledge, the experience, you know, behind the door when I got to the company the first day. And I told to myself, you need to learn from everyone. I was hyper proactive. I don't care if that question might seem a bit, you know, silly or not a good one. If I have a question, I would go for it. I would seek for an answer. And I used to, I started actually uh, leveraging everyone that was at the office every day for, you know, small pieces of information. And guess and what? If, if, yeah. if I can ask, so like, if somebody or is watching this show and thinking, right, do you know what, I need to kind of do what Arm is doing. With all these things that you were learning um, and also executing yourself, how was you kind of like documenting this? Was this stuff you was writing down? Was this stuff stuff in your brain? Like, how was you collecting all this information that you was gathering, Arm? That's a good question. Well, first of all, I do write them down. And in my room, you know, in my apartments and in my room, I have a wall. I have different kinds of walls. Love this so thing. I have a wall. walls. Walls. There's walls yeah, everywhere. Yeah. I love it. And, and by that walls, I mean, I have different walls for my, you know, different, you know, uh, side of my character. For the business, you know, side, I have walls with so many stickers. So everything that I have been learning 
I actually know them and put them uh, in the you know green stickers. The thing is that I have to learn. I put them in the yellow ones, and the red ones are the skills that I need to go for them for myself. So, so, so if I get that right, you basically you have these wall and you have color coded like sticky notes, absolutely. dependent on what type of action they require. That's freaking yeah. you're color coding your wall based on yeah. what you need. That's freaking amazing. That's mind blowing, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you know, if I'm looking at that wall, you know, from a distance, uh, and I see the, you know, the red or the yellow ones are, you know, the bigger than the green ones. So there's an alarm for me. I need to push more. I need to actually go faster, and that's something I actually get to my unconscious and my conscious mind. That's kind of psychology game that I've been having with myself. It's been a time. It's been a while, and yeah, uh, the thing is that I learned to be hyperproactive. I learned to be always a student because there is always a room for improvement and you need to learn everything, you know, and every day you're constantly learning no matter what. You are failing, you are not failing, you are learning something new and you can approach a different people, you can approach a nail and he's doing a great job for the SCRs out there in the market Thank and you, that's something really, you know, valuable. I absolutely love that. Like, you you are building an empire for yourself, and I think there was an element in my life in a personal struggle that I was going through many years ago. And I remember I was sitting in a room. It was an official room, and it was in relation to my son. And I was having difficulty with access to him at that point. I'm not going to go into the full ins and outs of that. But I remember saying in that room to these officials, I said, "I'm building a life." And I'm building an empire for my son, that he has a legacy to look back on to see kind of what his dad got up to, you know. Because I want to be able to inspire him to to say that look, no matter what you face in life, you can build, and equally you can rebuild. I've had to rebuild my life multiple times, right? I've I've gone in places where I've lost jobs or I've lost friendships, I've lost relationships, and most recently, like that stuff has happened to me again. And here's the thing. When this stuff happens now, it kind of excites me. It doesn't put me down anymore, because like, I was having a friend with a chat with a mentor, and I was telling him all the shit that I was going through, and he said, "Like, what are you going to do about it?" And I said, "Well, old Neil would probably feel very sorry for himself, wallow in self pity for quite a while, and kind of, you know, become a recluse. What's the other Neil, which is the now?" Um, he's going to rebuild this guy. I'm going to be Iron Man. So most recently, I've gone through some shit, uh, and I kind of said to myself, I want to rebuild myself. And I'm a big Marvel fan, right? For anybody out there, if you want to send me anything, send me Marvel-related goods, right? And the reason why is somebody that I idolize is Iron Man. Now, the analogy that I want to give is for those that have watched Avengers and again Endgame, you see this persona of Peter Parker. So I'm a big Spider-Man fan. But the thing that I see within this, the the Avengers Endgame, is you see this young Peter Parker, who's this teenager from New York, and you know he doesn't really understand life fully, and he hasn't matured yet, and he's still figuring stuff out. But he's got a heart of gold, and the person that he looks up to is Tony Stark, aka Iron Man, who is this philanthropist, like this entrepreneur billionaire, right, who kind of runs tech and everything and like that. And the thing is, Iron Man or Tony Stark looks at Peter, and he can see attributes of himself in this young kid. And he kind of has this journey where Peter messes up, he screws something up, and Iron Man Tony Stark takes this suit back from him, right? 
And he says, you know what? You're not Spider-Man if you need the suit, right? And Peter has to go through a hard journey and lesson and come to some ideation of like what he needs to be to become this superhero. And later down the line, cut long story short and spoiler alert, um, you know, he regains his suit and he regains Tony. But then towards the end, Tony, you know, he, he's gone, right? Yeah. Uh, and it, it hits Peter hard. And I always look at that analogy because I always think like when I'm coming up to that point of things not working out, I'm Peter. However, I want to be that Iron Man that I want to aspire to and I want to rebuild because I'm smart enough. I know that I'm strong enough and I know that I've been through so many cataclysmic things in my life that I can rebuild upon that. So for the last couple of weeks, I've been like hitting the gym twice hard every day, right? I'm eating healthy. I'm doing these podcasts. I'm reading stuff entrepreneurial to like think about how I'm going to take my business forward and all of that. I want to, I, I literally write in my uh, gratitude journal every morning. I am Iron Man 2.0, right? Awesome. I love and it. from what I hear from you is like you're constantly building, reiterating, building this empire, right? Uh, and that's a great trait to have for so like for for SDRs out there, BDRs, anybody in sales. Like you're gonna hit walls like army on a regular basis throughout your career, not only in your career but also within your professional life. But the thing that can be really detrimental to that career and future is when you land on your backside. Know that you want to land on your backside rather than front on your face, because like Les Brown says, if you land on your ass, you're then able to pick yourself up and know where you need to be going moving forward. And army, like you're building these walls, but the the potential that I see in you is that, all right, you can build these four walls and you can have your sticky notes and everything, but the roof, there is no roof. It's limitless, the potential that you can have. And sorry if I'm going on a rant here. This is something I'm really passionate about because I love it when I see other people rebuilding themselves because it motivates me to do it as well. And I hope listeners and watchers, this is kind of like motivating you as well. And my watch is telling me that my heart rate is going up because I love this stuff, right? <laughs> I love um, it, mate. I love it. And sorry to, sorry to hijack the conversation. No, no, but yeah, no, no, dude, no. like you're building it and like it's triumphant um, and documenting all of this stuff because, you know, like if you were to go back to the army that was in Iran, uh, you know, this mother that was teaching you English, you're seeing your family and your brothers like moving out to abroad and then you came over to France and you had this university saying, nope, here's another wall. Uh, and then you're trying to contact all these companies that I haven't interviewed. Bang, they pulled another wall. And you just kept reflecting and like self-awareness and reflection is so key to your progress and your future and your success. Um, yeah, I could talk about this for hours as you can probably tell, but <laughs> what I'd love to know is like, you know, when you've, you've, you've come into like uh, the current SDR role that you're at, you've got great people around you. You're speaking to all these other departments. You're learning from them. You're being the idiot in the room. And that's a good thing to yeah. be. So not being the smartest person and being able to learn from others so that, you know, you can go into another room with some new walls and, you know, you can build out some new views and have a panoramic view of this Absolutely. where you want to go. Like what other things are like coming up in terms of hunger and ambition and kind of like what other things do you want to learn that you haven't learned yet? What, what are those things like on your brain at the moment? That's a great question, Neil. Uh, well, uh, I really want to learn how to uh, better manage, uh, you know, my emotions because, you know, the SCR job, you know how it goes. Uh, specifically, the amount of rejections, you know, the, you know, objections that you receive. I'm not talking about the objections because I'm doing good at objection handling. But the rejections and the, you know, negative words that you are receiving, it gets you at some point. No matter how tough you are, no matter how, you know, uh, complicated and, you know, let's say, uh, tough your background used to be 
it gets to you at some point. And you need to be able to detach yourself, your personal self from that person 100%. that is doing the SEO role. So I would love to master that for myself because I'm kind of a, a let's say, uh, I'm not that much extrovert. I'm really more into an introvert uh, type of character. And when you're introvert, you may be having the package of being shy, uh, the package of, you know, uh, being uh, not having a great self-confidence. Uh, I've been working on them. Uh, and that's why I really want to detach myself uh, from, you know, the results that I've been receiving. All and right. of course, the art of having awesome negotiation skills uh, with the C-levels, that's something that really I'm looking forward to, master to. And there's something in me right now, Amir, and I wanted to get your permission on this and maybe so for the listeners and watchers out there as well. Can we have a little coaching moment? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So if I get it right, you want to become better in handling your emotions, like you're learning the art of objection handling, dealing with that constant rejection and letting go of the outcome, uh, and also improving negotiation skills like moving forwardness. Is that right? Absolutely. All right. So my question to you as a coach is, what do you think you need to do in order to get there? Ah, that's a good question. A tough one. Well, I need to, uh, I need to, I, I need to understand where am I getting those feelings from uh, and how they are affecting, you know, my daily uh, uh my daily routines uh, when I'm working uh, because uh, yeah if I'm getting something really bad you know from the cold calling or whatsoever it can get to me in like for 15 minutes but it would stick to my unconscious for the rest of the day so I need to be capable to pull it out from my unconscious I know that that person is different from my own self but that awareness is not enough I need to have the skill to do that as well So as you say, like um, understanding where these emotions come from, how it impacts you and how it makes you feel, taking yourself out of a subjective element of, you know, this is how other people react and that's something I don't have control on. Um, and then being able to become better on that is something that's going to help you move forward. Did I get that right? Absolutely. Okay. So my final question to you is, what are you going to do about it? Well, uh, first of all, I am going to have a roadmap for myself, a step by step for improvement, you know, in this journey. I call this journey. And uh, for that journey, I need some mentorship, absolutely, for that, to learn from the best practices, from the ones who used to have it and now they have overcome, you know, that obstacle for themselves. And at the same time, I need to see my step by step journey over evolve, to see where it started. How is it going on to see a perspective for that future and uh, to see if it takes me 10 more steps to get there, five more steps and how those steps are going to be shaped down, you know, for my uh, own understanding. And because I need to be aware of it so that I can handle it. If I'm not aware of it, I can't do it uh, because I would be blind again and that's not going to work for me.
I love that. So in essence, in a nutshell, is you need to build a new window and you kind of know what that window looks like and you can see the view that you want from it, right? So this is, some, this is like an exercise that I do with my SDRs in my one-to-ones. Um, it's something I learned from a therapist, which is the first question is, what do you want, right? The what, what is it, what's your goal? The second thing is asking yourself, okay, how do I get there? And like you said at the beginning, this is a bit of a tough question because sometimes we have to be selfish and ask ourselves, what is it that we really want, right? Yeah. I ask myself what I really want and then I ask myself, okay, so uh, what do I need to do in order for that to happen? So like you said, you need to like be have time and space to be able to reflect on things, jot it down, see how it makes you feel, understand why is that happening, you know? Uh, and in order for me to get to my goal, then you ask your ultimate question is, what are you going to do about it? So similarly with SDRs, when they come to me in a one-to-one and said, okay, I'm not hitting my target, I'm really scared. Then I ask them the question, what do you want? They're like, I want to hit my target. And I also kind of drill into that a bit. I said, why is it that you want to hit your target? And they may come to me saying, well, I want to be successful because I want to make commission. I said, be honest with me. I want to make commission. But I also want to be able to prove to myself that I have what it takes to be an SDR and hit that target regardless of where I am in the month. I'm right, cool. So what do you need to do about it? So we, we think for a couple of minutes that, right, I need to stop prospecting this way and I need to try out a new method. All right, what else? And they're like, okay, well, once testing this method, I need to then be able to measure the results and see if it's effective. And then also I need some time to test this out. Right, cool. Uh, so what are you going to do about it? And like, um, all right, I need to go build out some new sequences. I need to write it down. I need to book some time in with you to get your feedback if you think this is good or, you know, just to give me some sounding board. And I need, um, you know, at least a couple of weeks, Neil, to kind of figure this out. I'm right, cool. You just figured out your own problem. And that's awesome. how we do it, right? So, yeah. There's been a lot of, like, asteroids of wisdom on this show. I mean, like <laughs> I told you, like, you bring it out on me, dude, and I absolutely love doing this. And hopefully this has been really good for our listeners and watchers out there. So, again, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, please comment, like, and subscribe. And if you have any questions that you want us to answer for, my, for myself or for my guests, let me know. And, again, if you're listening to this in your local podcast platform, please give us a comment, like, uh, and share this out to your local community. So, Amir, as we're coming towards the end of a great episode that I've thoroughly enjoyed, um, I just wanted to ask you, so imagine there's an Amir who's with mum right now, and she's just about to send him off to another English lesson. What three bits of advice would you give that young Amir who's just about to embark on building his own empire and civilization? What three bits of advice would you give him? Oh, I didn't see that coming. Okay. <laughs> Because typically you ask, uh, what are your, you know, big tips to the younger SDRs? Now, I need to go back, you know, way more. So that's a good question, though. Uh, definitely, I would say that uh, follow your instincts. Uh, because uh, if you think you're good at something, go for it. It's not the society. It's not the, you know, family, uh, you know, the, your relatives who can set up the goals for you. If you really want to have to do something, you have passion about th- something, go for it because that's where you can be successful. And uh, I can say that learn as much as you can, no matter what kind of skills, no matter what kind of you know, knowledge you're going to uh, go after, just learn because it's going to pay off one day. You don't know when. That time I hate it. To go to English classes in summer. Now look where I am right now. <laughs> I love it. Sir, that was beautiful. 
Um, and what would be really cool is at a future point after the recording of this show, if maybe you can take a picture of one of your walls with your sticky note, I'd love to like add it in as a visual to this show just to let people get, get some inspiration of like building their walls. Um, but yeah, so look, you have given me some shouts on the show. So let's park Neil for a minute. I just wanted to, are there any other shout outs that you'd like to give out there today? Absolutely. First of all, to my family and my brothers who were there for me when I was not at my best. And then to a number of people, I already mentioned you, then Tarek is our mutual friend. You know him. Shouts out to Tarek 100%. Uh, Ashley from Chili Piper and also Pete Crosby. And these people were the you know definition of humanity and kindness to me. And I'm always grateful for them. Absolutely beautiful, my dude. And again, I want to give a shout out to our listeners and watchers for joining us on Amir's journey and episode. Again, Amir's LinkedIn profile will be added to the show notes on here on YouTube and in our podcast episodes. So feel free to reach out to him and connect with him if you have any questions or if you've got some sales love to share with him as well on this lovely, beautiful journey. Uh, but Amir, I want to say a massive thank you to you for giving us your time and being on the SDR Disco Call podcast. We're definitely going to stay connected. I'm looking forward to seeing you flourish and build out this, you know, this beautiful civilization that you're doing. And most importantly, sir, I wanted to say happy selling. Happy selling, sir. And thank you for having me. That was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to our show today. If you work in tech sales and have a career or story that you'd love to share, then please email us at podcast at happyselling.io and we'll be in contact to book in a show. Thank you for listening to the SDR Disco Call podcast today. We would like to get this message out to more and more sales development reps, so please like, comment, and share in your local podcast provider. If you don't want to miss a show, you can always send a blank email to SDR Disco Call, one word, at bcast, which is B-C-A-S-T dot email, and you'll be added to our mailing list. We're also on the lookout for new guests, so if you work in the world of sales development as an SDR BDR, MDR, or ADR, and feel that you have an important message or story to share, feel free to email us at podcast at happyselling.io, and we'd love to have you on board.